1: low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain
0: Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and it is early why did you just make me get up so early <laughs>
1: uh if you're a patreon subscriber first of all thank you for your patronage and uh, second of all i'm going to make a reference to our pre-ramble which only our patreon subscribers have access to but reference my solar worship versus uh inside worship trevor that's why it's i blame the sun that's why we're up this early so the sun's you, up though. You t- <laughs> it gets
0: up at an, uh, an ungodly time. Like I don't even know what time it
1: gets up. It's way before we got up. We have to be up this early because of things that are required of at least me and probably Jay because of the season. Because the sun rains. I mean, we summer. don't live we don't live far enough north that the sun stays
0: up the entire day. But I swear it goes down at about ten. And it gets up at like four. Yeah. There's like a six hour period where there's no sun
1: right now. Yes. Once again you're describing my nightmare, which is <laughs> living on a living on a class M planet with, you know, a functional sun. It's terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm I'm Jay. And <laughs> I I'm gonna channel, I guess, my my inner Michael chili winners right now, but you know, we, we set up our early record time yesterday, and and Trevor went on about how this was going to kill him. And I feel a little slighted because if I'd known all I had to do was wake up early to, like, end this existence. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I don't know. I've been doing something you, wrong, I guess. i have
1: considered it, huh?
2: Yeah. Uh, who were – did you say your name already, oh.
1: Uh, I'm Josh and um while I routinely support sun worshipers, I am not truly one myself. <laughs> I've somehow wed and and sired way too many sun worshippers, but you know
2: how many, so in the uh struggle to uh educate your children in the proper attitude towards the sun like how many have you won over and how many has your wife won over
1: uh one i only have one and and i think i think i did it accidentally by sending her deeper into the sun's territory this is my <laughs> my eldest child who lives in tempe arizona now she, <laughs> she is learning true hatred
0: <laughs> for our
1: solar system star it's so hot in arizona all the time <sighs> we're up here getting like a tiny taste of it in idaho you know yeah a tiny
2: tiny taste i mean we've we've had we had like one heat dome that was kind of bad i guess yeah but, i mean we uh, cracked
1: we cracked 100 right which is like pretty good for us yeah I but it. i didn't even know that
2: it doesn't feel anything as bad as like the apocalypse that hit like seattle and portland
1: right right but yeah that as my uh, daughter now routinely reminds me that just is arizona right you know southern arizona i suppose so that's it that's all i've got jay my wife has won every other one
2: i i had i i held out more hope for your son i guess
1: i mean uh i don't know he's still young enough maybe he'll Maybe he'll change It's a phase and he can grow out of it. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, he would happily, like me, sit in front of a computer screen and, you know, play the uh, 20 games that were purchased for the Steam, during the Steam summer sale. But he's also, like, happy when he goes outside. And I'm like, that's really troubling.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, um, a little news from Discount Games Inc., the, the Dominion box set um the official release for like this really small wave was last friday um i have a whole bunch of boxes shipping to me now that you know most of them weren't were said that they were going to arrive quote unquote before the end of the year and they're going to arrive in july so that's definitely before the end of the year um but we have some pre-orders up. Um, if you were holding off on getting it because the before the end of the year tag, uh, <laughs> worried you a little bit, it was off So, uh, don't worry about it. Get your order in and, uh, you can play the new Age of Sigmar edition. So, hooray. All right, so, the, the bracket is over. We had the shocking result of Star Wars winning the bracket.
1: <laughs> this is sort of like <laughs> my marriage like I knew that I knew what I was marrying when I married her, and I went willingly into the arms of a sun worshiper so <laughs> we we went willingly into you, the arms of this bracket
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess it shows. <laughs> How much of a fool I am, I don't know. But like I wanted to believe and I did and I kinda I did believe. And then it just like it just beat down the MCU and I'm I'm still a little flabbergasted. But oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love I, it. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> Other than I guess I'm a fool. <laughs> um
1: I mean the real question is when we do it again. What would you do different? Or, you know, I don't really no. I don't really regret the creation of the Galactic Geek Property Championship 2021, but it, it, it has there were some sobering moments.
2: <laughs> I mean, we just we, the obvious answer is we need to uh, just do a Star Wars bracket and pit different Star Wars properties <laughs> versus each other.
1: And see if the Mandalorian comes out on top type thing. I think if
0: if
2: I think I that I'm, I think it would still be Empire Strikes Back that would win it all.
0: I think you're probably right. So I I think that if I were to do it again, I wouldn't make it the best of the best. So I've done in the past. I haven't done one in a couple of years, but in the past, I did online. your movie one. I've done movie ones, and the funnest ones for me were always ones that were far more obscure. Like if I did a a movie bracket and had people vote on it, if I did movies that were more obscure and not, you know, the, the well-known juggernauts versus other juggernauts that had so much, uh, bias and nostalgia behind them. Um, right. it, It was made for a little bit more fun. Um, so I, I would probably, you know, you would have more of the shadow runs, uh, versus, you know, um, Say, I,
1: I'm sorry, I lost my track. Say, thought. yeah, like you wouldn't have like the the juggernauts, like the Star Treks and the. Yeah, you'd have. And the Star Wars, obviously, and you know.
0: Yeah, you'd have Willow versus Vampire Second Edition or something. You know, <laughs> you'd have something that's not quite the 800 pound gorilla, you know. So
1: yeah, it would be like a Galactic Geek Property Class Welterweight Edition. <laughs>
0: uh. It's also hard because even in that realm, there's always the one that that you maybe misjudge and is a lot more
2: popular than you expected.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but the movie edition I did, I I used IMDb rankings as my scale. It can't can't be higher than this. Well, the one that won it all was Dread. Yeah. which was a criminally underrated film, but it put it in with all these other films that it was just vastly superior to. And it just crushed the bracket. <laughs> so uh, you have that problem a little bit too. But it, it does make for a more interesting discussion. Oh,
1: 100%. That's why I say, I, I don't really, yeah. I think that would be fun still.
0: But hindsight is, you know, I mean, I I think I knew... But I certainly thought it was going to get a little bit more of a run than it did.
1: Right. I I do have a request that when we do another uh, Chain Attack uh, grading geekery bracket that we uh, find a way to incorporate um, the rules that are uh, afflicting Ted Lasso, you know, the the risk of relegation for properties, (laughs) which I still understand all of that probably less than Ted Lasso even. Uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah season one it, it was a roller coaster ride jay
2: uh, evidently trevor has also started the ted lasso journey
0: uh no i finished the ted lasso journey
2: okay what what were your thoughts
0: this is this feels more like a pre-ramble uh topic but uh, Whatever. <laughs> uh I, I, let, let me let me just say that ted lasso is quite possibly the only Little Goody Two Shoes character that I've <laughs> e- that I've ever liked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God, this is such a Trevor comment.
0: <laughs> I I, I the, the 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 characters that are just like you know true blue all the way through never make a mistake. I I mean not that Ted doesn't make mistakes. I, I guess what I'm saying is that most of the time the um the lawful good character
1: in whatever story is not my favorite you could see yourself playing a paladin now having watched ted lasso that's what i'm hearing trevor I've i've played paladins before
0: i have (laughs) one of my favorite characters is a paladin i I, i'm just saying that that he felt um I, i think it helps that that we had a friend who um you mentioned previously who after now that I've seen it, I'm like, man, there's a lot of correlation there. He never, you know, there was always a silver lining. He was never really a negative person about it. You know, about anything. It just, right, he right. feels like the Ted Lasso of our lives. And <laughs> Anyway, seeing, seeing that on screen and then, you know, he has some chinks in his armor. There's some times where he loses his cool and that, yeah. that is, um, That was well done as well. So anyway, he's not my favorite character of the series. Uh, (laughs) That that goes to Danny Rojas. (laughs) Um, But uh, I do like him a lot. Like I said, more than any other goody Shoes character ever.
2: (laughs) And so did you end up just watching it with your wife?
0: No, I watched it all by myself. Um, I have, you know, dual monitors on my computer, and um, so I play a lot of, you know, video games. So I just threw it up on the second screen while I was playing, you know, Roadbook or whatever, and watched all of them. I didn't watch all of them there. I watched the, like the last four or five on um, my t- regular TV, but no, I watched them all by myself.
2: Okay, well, I'm. Uh, it does make I'm me excited question- to rewatch them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it does make me question my so my year free year of Apple TV is ending uh-huh. uh in about 7 days and season 2 of Ted Lasso comes out this month. Yeah. Uh, about 10 days after my uh subscription ends. So I'm I'm conflicted with my hatred of and one another streaming service.
1: I and, totally want you guys to watch Mythic Quest it, it, it's nowhere near as good as ted lasso as a matter of fact i'm watching it now
2: okay have you watched, watched
1: episode the, five yet
2: um i don't think so i think i'm on like maybe four or something okay
1: like that. i think it's episode just, five it seems completely disconnected from the rest of the narrative and it's really good <laughs> like i i thought it was an awesome like story in this episode you know and i'm like I'm I'm now hooked cuz I want to see how they tie it back into the rest of the stupid narrative, you know, which maybe that's just too much to ask in life.
0: Is is Mythic Quest the one about the developers making the MMO or whatever? Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. And it, it didn't it didn't it, look it like It stars the guy that I can't remember, is that guy in like uh it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. Grim, who, 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 who that, that that actor? What show is he in? Jay. I don't know. I'll look it up. Anyway, yeah, it, it's 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 okay. Like it's better than um freaking stupid Big Bang Theory, right? Wow, you're setting the
2: well, I am, but I'm just the saying, faintest of praise.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, like it it's kind of an interesting examination of like geek and gaming culture slash you know gaming industry culture, and uh you know it's not as like full of cheap shots as the Big Bang Theory. I just well, that's fucking...
0: good because I can't I can't stand that show because of the cheap shots. Yeah, All right?
1: exactly. Everyone,
0: everyone was like, "You should watch Big Bang Theory. You'll love it." And I watched. I couldn't even make it through a single episode. That's sounds I, hard, right? I tried multiple times, different episodes. I just couldn't make it. I'm just like, they are trying to you know make it sound like they're laughing with us, but at the end of the day, it's still they're very much laughing at us. And right. Like, I just could not. I couldn't put up with that crap
1: anyway it's still worth like ending your apple subscription with that in my opinion
2: i watched the first two episodes with brian and he he was like i'll I'll watch two episodes and see if it's worth investing more time in and he watched the first two and he's like I'm out. You can keep going. <laughs> and so uh, I've been watching Mythic Quest while he goes to the basement and plays World of Warcraft.
1: Which is <laughs> funny to me.
2: <laughs> uh, have Have you watched um, The Banker or Not yet. Greyhound yet, no. Trevor?
0: Uh, I don't even know the, the Banker at all. We talked
1: briefly about it. Last time yeah, they're both. It's two Apple
2: movies Apple. on on Apple TV. It's they're uh, probably I, the two best movies on there right now.
1: I, I did
0: know about the other one. What was it same? Greyhound?
2: Greyhound. Greyhound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Greyhound. I, know, I, I think you would love Greyhound.
0: Um, <clears throat> it's been on my watch list. Matter? Yeah, I'll, that one will get watched before I lose my Apple TV
2: subscription. And really, you well, I mean, I guess you can. I think it's like three or four bucks to. For Apple TV, and uh, you know, maybe do it while you have Ted or want to watch Ted Lasso or whatever. But Foundation is going to be the real one that
1: keeps <laughs> you subscribed.
2: Gets you to resubscribe, yeah.
1: Yeah, it'll get me
0: to resubscribe, I guess. But I, I, I have more streaming services uh, than I like. Should
1: you have more streaming services than you have children?
0: Uh, Yes, easily. Uh, and I. <laughs> I hate that I have as many as I do. So, and and the funny thing is, is I I mean, I made this comment, I think, last year when we were discussing different streaming services, uh, you know, how much I hated them. And then the next episode, I went back and said, you know, I miscounted. I actually have, you know, this one, this one, and this one more. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I I dig my heels in uh, very lightly.
1: Very lightly.
2: (laughs) You have.
1: (laughs) It's kind of like you and card games. I hate them, but very lightly. I hate them so
2: much as I lose my life to Rogue Book. (laughs) To Rogue Book.
0: (laughs) When I don't actually have to shuffle the damn cards, it feels a little different. I guess. Oh,
1: now we've we've cracked the code. That makes all the difference. Okay. No, apparently that's not the code. Uh, That's amazing.
2: So, uh, when slash if we do another bracket, what what uh what's the topic that you guys think oh, would be interesting?
1: It would have to be like B movies or uh I would want it to be like board games with a play time greater than five hours. Oh. <laughs> 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 and what would keep
0: Twilight Imperium from winning that one?
1: Oh, you're right. That would be the Star Wars of of that bracket, or or it would be the one that like something else beats out the way M- the way Star Wars beat out the MCU, and I would be like, how did I not see that coming? <laughs> I I don't know. Uh,
0: you know, we have a special place in our hearts for Twilight Imperium, and I think most people who have played it do. But it's one of those things where you get
2: such.
1: It's like yeah, so. Yeah, most people imminent.
2: are like, "Oh, so long. so long. Why would you do this?" Yeah, yeah you get a lot of polarized. You, polarization. Could, you could just go out in the sun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Jay. I'm gonna need you to unsubscribe from my wife's TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, so back when I I had Facebook, I uh, I did one that was like a. Actually, someone else made it. I just reposted it, but it was the Disney songs, uh, one that was entertaining. Although it was one where it felt like people were doing spite voting more frequently than <laughs> it seems like we got in, in our bracket. Maybe I'm, I'm just wrong on that. And there was a lot of that going on, but there were a lot of people who would, who would like get upset that their song they loved lost. And so then they're like, well, now I, I just want to watch the world burn. Side. And
0: <laughs> 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 the, the thing is, is, uh, other brackets, it feel like you get a lot of people who just have only consumed one of the two properties, and so that's what they naturally vote for. It feels like in the Disney songs thing that everyone's heard every song in the bracket, and so you don't get that same yeah. Like yeah. and it feels like that there's generally one or two songs in the entire bracket that, that someone latches on to. Whereas in our bracket, most people had, you know, a large number of things that they loved. And a lot of times the two things that they loved the most were coming up against each other. And yeah, uh, it, Disney songs have a, <laughs> a very different perspective, I guess, or Footprint. we have a different, yeah, footprint's probably the right term. I don't know. I, we could certainly, you know, delve into uh, some other things within Geekdom and narrow it down a little bit or make it a little bit more obscure.
2: I was I was thinking a little bit of like what would uh, if what would like a, a Disney rides bracket look like? Oh, interesting. <laughs> then I was like, oh, no, it's. It's gonna have Star Wars rides in it now, <laughs> and, <laughs> but I'm I'm not sure. Like the Star Wars rides are new enough that you know they they might lose out to the nostalgia. Or I feel I like just right be there, there you cue again. the
1: Thanos meme. I am inevitable, and he's uh, snapping the the gauntlet, man. I feel
0: like most people probably don't have a favorite ride or, or don't even rem- I don't even remember. That. Oh,
1: I don't know if that's true, Trevor. You guys have been No, you haven't been yet, have you? No. Okay. You'll have one. But I was going to say most people who have been to Disney, they have favorite rides. Am I wrong, Jay?
2: Um, I think that's probably true, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well,
2: I mean, the only, Brian, the
0: only one I remember is Haunted
2: Mansion. Brian's favorite ride is Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates, right? Yeah, which Kind of baffles me a little bit, but I mean, it's Hunt a good Benson's example. A
1: good choice, Trevor.
2: Yeah, it is. So, anyways, Josh, talk to me, Jay. You have a something to pitch us.
1: I feel so much responsibility all of a sudden. Yes, I'm, I uh, I have come to you today, friends, so that we can talk about uh, a hot new board game on the market. not even It's not even on Discount Games, Inc. shelves quite yet, I don't think, right? Uh, the, the title of this game is Oath, colon. Actually, I don't know if there's a colon, but Oath, Chronicles of Empire and Exile. And uh, it's the latest game from the same team that brought you Root. Uh, it's from the designer that brought you Pax Pamir. So, Trevor, you should... You know, that should pique your interest, right? Okay. Um, and it is, it's ultimately a board game where you are guiding the course of history in sort of a, what appears to be like a mythical fantasy style kingdom. Um, I, I'll give the, I guess I'll give kind of the brief overview and then, and then I'll start my pitching. Um. Basically, you have this kingdom that has um, three main parts to it: the cradle, you know, like which is the heart of civilization; the provinces, kind of the, you know, the edge; and then the hinterland, you know, which is the far edge of 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 an empire. And in in those locations, there are a number of sites. There's two in the cradle, three in the provinces, three in the hinterland. And those sites have different powers, uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. different resources on them. And then – so the game says between one to six players. I think that's not a good choice. I think it should be two to five, frankly. I've played it with three. I've played it with six now. And it runs a little long with six, but it's still pretty interesting. Anyway, th- those players will either be part of the empire. One player is always the chancellor, meaning like they are the ruler of the current empire. The other players are either going to be exiles – or they're going to be citizens, which means they have slightly different goals depending on if they're part of the empire or if they are exiles from the empire. And then it's ultimately a game about controlling sites in the kingdom or controlling relics or controlling different powers, like, you know, having the favor of the people or controlling what's called the darkest secret, which is like, you know, I like to think of it as forming a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I can and, see why
2: you love this game so much.
1: Yeah, I know, right? And and you, you as players, throughout your turn, you're kind of, like, shaping the, the world. You're drawing from a deck of cards, and those cards either end up being denizens of the site, like, you put them out on the site, and they give that site additional aspects and powers, or they become your advisors, which means, essentially, they give just you, you know, their powers. And... Um, And then you play uh, between, let's see, six and eight rounds, because in rounds uh, six, seven, and eight, there's a possibility that the game ends on a die roll, and you know, then you check victory conditions if the die roll happens a certain way, and and depending on who wins, then the kingdom will change for your next game. I I I I shouldn't say it'll change no matter what, just depending on who wins. You know, they get to affect how it changes, type thing. You know, so like we played a game where the the chancellor managed to to maintain the kingdom, and so the next game the kingdom had a lot of similarities because he he had maintained the kingdom and ruled most of it, and so most of that carried over and you know was still the empire with only a couple new sites. And then of course the next game he he was betrayed inevitably and suddenly. And, uh, the, the, the kingdom after that was like brand new, like there were all new sites to explore and, and, and the deck of cards alters in between. And so, and, and so the actual play is, you know, on your turn, you have, uh, what they call supply and you spend supply to take a certain number of actions, you know, essentially whatever you can afford or what makes sense. And those actions include things like, you know, going through these cards and trying to put out more or. Uh, trading with cards to kind of get your economy going. There are, there are two different, um, uh, currencies in the game f- favor and secrets. And so you trade those to get other things and, and, you know, you muster troops, you move around the kingdom, you campaign against, you know, either the enemies of the empire or, or the decadent fascistic empire, you know, whatever. And anyway, I've been amazed by the game, like the, the playtime on it. The playtime that's listed on the box is 45 to 150 minutes, which is like a random range. And I have played games as quick as the 45 minute game. But most of them, and probably because they're they've been learning games, right, have, have tended to the longer playtime. But it's another it's one of those games. And maybe that's just the way I'm wired. It just gives me that feeling of you look up. It's around seven. It's two in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh, what an amazing roller coaster this has been. And I'm here to tell you that I I think, Jay, that your brother Kelly would despise this game because <laughs> I I and and this probably explains part of what I am i fi- I'm loving about it. King making is built right into the engine. Like you are going to spend a couple of these eight rounds building up kind of your you know, tempt and, and try to figure out what your path to victory is going to be. And then the final, <laughs> I think the final three to five rounds are going to be, how do I time my sudden inevitable betrayal or whom do I throw my weight behind so that the kingdom next game will be more the shape I want it to be, you know, kind of thing. Like it's really interesting. And, and the designer, even uh, my understanding is he, uh, gave a lecture at GDC that was essentially in defense of kingmaking. You know, his thesis was that in the modern era, board games and board game designers have kind of shied away from it. Uh, but you know, th- that if it if designed properly, it should be a desirable feature. And so far, it has felt that way in my plays. Of you know, I was a loyal citizen in the last game that I played right up until the time when I activated one of my card's powers and literally brought all of the Empire's troops under my banner and, and then started attacking my fellow citizens because they had the things that I wanted. So I was totally justified, right? Because they had the things that I wanted.
0: <laughs> I love how you're trying to justify it. Clearly to yourself, after the fact, to two people who were not there. <laughs>
2: Uh, um yeah I mean I guess I would have to see how they uh implement it. Yeah
1: but, the king making you mean? Yeah, I mean
2: if if someone was like, you know, I'm going to uh, you know, do this uh board game and king making is going to be like this awesome desired feature, I'd be like uh, are you high on your own supply or what's going on? Uh,
0: yeah. I love so. how you, how you say that Jay's brother wouldn't like this one. Truly this is not something that Jay or I would like either.
1: Well, that's why I totally want to play with you guys. Cause I want to see what your response to it would be. I mean, but it just feels like inevitably there comes a time where there will be, there will be the haves and the have nots in the kingdom. And the have-nots will kind of look at each other across the table and, and be like, you know, yes, let's throw our weight there, or no, let's make one final desperate gasp to take back the power, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I I, I, guess, I, I have found it really interesting.
0: I, I guess the 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 fact that you're building a kingdom and that somebody is quote unquote the king and the kings do get king made, um, in in. The course of you know, real, real history real history so um you know i i can see why that's the intent or that's the way the game has been designed whether or not it's fun i don't know i i look at it and it looks i mean it looks like root it looks like they've taken
1: root. yeah it, they have the same illustrator of the cards and so everything about it just feels like incredibly lavishly produced, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like the art is beautiful. And, but it's, what's been funny to me is like in, in multiple plays of it. Now you end up, these stories end up forming sometimes around just like one card or one site, you know, like, um, <laughs> like the one that I'm talking, the kingdom that I'm talking about, where I ended up being a, a not so loyal citizen. Um, that there became this one site in the kingdom that became legendary because of the bear traps in it. And so, like now, the six people that played it with, me, or the five other people that played it with me, we speak in hushed tones about the bear traps and how they, <laughs> how they helped the chancellor maintain his iron hold on the kingdom because they made him so hard to attack. And you know, all they were was just like kind of a defense bonus in against um, attack, right? But it, they just, they just always fouled up people's attempts to kind of like overthrow him or you know take, you know do a combat action that was going to help them. And all of a sudden the bear traps, you know, they would tip the scales just right. And, and so it it, just stuff like that happens, you know, and like in the world that my brother and I started, you know, we, we, we still speak of the great slums and how they, you know, the, the mages tower that was built in the middle of them and, you know, how terrifying it is. And I, they just end up kind of organically happening as you, and so it ends up almost feeling like it almost feels like an, a role playing game where you're role playing like um, a court, you know, a, 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 because you, the exiles are like, you know, disaffected former nobles or former the haves, you know, who are trying to get back in the people's good graces or trying to claw their way back to power. And then you have like, you know, the existing rulers and and his uh, citizens and, you know maybe not inevitably i mean some some rulers can end up ruling a nice stable kingdom and keeping people just you know just the right amount of happy or whatever but inevitably it sort of feels like it descends into court politics and you get people like me who are like you know that guy shouldn't control the darkest secret he shouldn't be the successor to the throne i'm going to take all the soldiers and i'm <laughs> i'm going to go show him what's what you know so so, so is there
0: a you make it almost sound like it's a campaign or
1: a, a legacy legacy game. or yeah yeah, yeah it, but it's it i think it's you should describe it as a legacy game honestly because you don't necessarily sticker things or tear up boards right but like you get to the end of a game and the victor gets to say uh i want these there there are six um card suits or, or call them factions in the game you know Discord, Arcane, Order, Hearth, Beasts and Nomads. And so the winner gets to say, "I want three more cards of this suit added to the deck and two more of this suit and one more of this." A- and really all he does is he chooses the one that he wants the most added to and then there's a algorithm to add two of the next suit and one of the of the next one. Anyway, he so he says, "I want that added." And then six cards are randomly they call them dispossessed but essentially removed from the kingdom you may never see them again in future games and the six new cards go in and so you know the world could end up over the course of several games having like a a heavier weight of a certain suit you know and so people might be like oh well this is a kingdom full of discord like you know you're going to have a stronger play if you get to discord cards so that's kind of legacy element and and if a chancellor wins, he has the opportunity to build an edifice, which is like a card that sticks from campaign to, or from game to game, right? But yeah, and like I said, if, uh, depending on who wins, you know, if, if the chancellor at the start of the game wins at the end of the game, the kingdom will look very similar from game to game because everything, well, that's not even true, but everything that the winner is ruling at the time that the game ends remains for the next, uh, game's kingdom. And so what's interesting about it, part of what I'm interested to play with you guys, hopefully sometime is that you could, in theory, I mean like the kingdom where I just had my failed betrayal, I, I could roll that kingdom out with five different players. And I might for fun, hand them the the diary of the last two victors. So they might read a little of the history of the kingdom, but that isn't, that wouldn't be necessary at all, but you, I could roll that out and be like, welcome to this kingdom. And you could roll into the game with all new people you know so I'm interested to see how that works because in essence that's what happened with the six the five other people that I played with um is we just randomly rolled out a new kingdom you know there when you get the game there's a suggested sort of like walkthrough game you know where it lays out some very specific cards and then lets you go off to the races and then when you finish that you can just roll that into the campaign. But I I said this time, I'm like, well, I want to see a totally random kingdom. And that's how the bear traps rose to power and became legendary in the kingdom. But yeah, it feels legacy-ish. And and the only reason I say ish is because you're not necessarily tearing cards up or writing on the board or things. But you are definitely leaving a mark from game to game.
0: And you could at any point go back
1: and reset everything. Correct. Yeah. But in some ways... I was talking to, to my brother Jordan about it. In some ways, doing a reset wouldn't feel any different than sort of like carrying on. Uh, other than, you know, it, it I'm trying to think how it would. I guess that you would go back to where you had a kingdom where all the suits were equal to begin with. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at images of it online and um, apparently it was a kickstarted game and uh there is some i guess Kickstarter tokens that are available and i have to know whether or not you have those because the the secrets from the kickstarter version
1: are amazing yeah i have played with my brother's Kickstarter version and they are hot they the, the tokens are so amazing it's ridiculous it makes me think that maybe Kickstarter is of value and I was wrong all along, but
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, because without the Kickstarter version, they're just, they're perfectly fine. Cardboard punch out tokens, but yeah, right. Y- you're looking at like the resin secrets, which are these, like, they yeah, look like little... little books with the man whispering to another man kind of thing. And like, yeah, they're, they're freaking hot. No lie. Yeah,
0: in fact, I'm, I'm on board game geek and somebody has taken and painted the edge of the book with white and then washed it in a, like a, a old paper color,
1: man. Cue the Jeff Goldblum. They didn't stop to ask if they should.
0: Yeah. It it looks amazing. <laughs> These little <laughs> books sure that they've made
1: uh, with resin are fantastic. And then the, the Kickstarter favor, which is the other currency is uh, they're just kind of like, you know, nice metal, metal coins. coins. So, yeah. I saw uh, those as well, but they weren't nearly as cool as the little books. But yeah, it's a pleasure to look at on the board. Um anyway, it's it's just interesting. Like I just Cole Worley again. I I'm turning into a total Cole Worley fanboy because I would happily if you were like, "Josh, we're going to have a Pax premiere day and play five games of Pax premiere." I would be like, "Please, please and thank you, more sir." Right? And <laughs> And y'all know I love root, you know. <laughs> this is interesting because it's sort of asymmetrical, not in the same way that Root is, it's asymmetrical in like the level of power to which you all arrive at the game, you know because the Chancellor starts out, you know with all these armies and power, but he's also, a lot of times spread very thin, you know mm. and and vulnerable to a, a crafty exile or a silver-tongued exile who convinces another exile to play just right, you know, to kind of <laughs> start to weaken the kingdom kind of thing let let me ask you does this game does
0: it feel does it feel like the political phase of a twilight
1: imperium 100 percent. it's part of what i love about it like um i i i'm i'm tempted i I won't go this far because i'm not an animal but i'm tempted to say i will say that it rivals the political phase at twilight imperium in terms of like getting people to like you know uh (laughs) try to convince one another that, no, this is the way, you know, but but think about this, but look at what, you know, remember what he did two turns ago, like, come on, that's, he's clearly not on your side. I mean, there's all that sort of going. And frankly, with the right group, I think it might add to your playtime, but it, 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 I think it magnifies some of the pleasure of, of the game. You know what I mean? You should have led with that, Josh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you don't even know your audience. It's like, I don't even know how to pitch.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would have sold me immediately if that's how you would have pitched
1: it to me. Okay, you're right. So the elevator pitch is, Trevor, would you like to play a game that's essentially the Twilight Imperium political phase? Hell yes, I would. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, you're right. That would be like you saying to me, would you like to play a game that's a tech tree made flesh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. I should have led with that. But I got, it talked fancy to me with its pretty art. (laughs) You're losing me again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know i think that is what really sunk its hooks into me is it just feels like it ends up it, 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 it's not particularly complicated right like the actual actions you can take and some of the implications become complicated you know the implications of like well if i go campaign over here you know here's what it might end up causing to happen you know or oh if this guy if this card is my advisor here's really what it gives me the ability to do you know all. None of that is particularly complicated but like the dynamics that table dynamics that end up coming about because of the goals and the cards and the powers that are out there yeah feels like a extended TI4 political session like it's yeah. it's, it's See, really here's, fun
0: here's the part that your wife would not understand callbacks to the the ramble yeah 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 i would gladly show up at your house at 7am <laughs> play this game with 5 people all day long until 1 a.m. and then go home and be so filled with joy
1: that i could <laughs> barely contain it. yeah and we'd have seen the rise and fall of you know five or six kingdoms in that time and uh anyway yeah it, it just ends up i feel like it ends up being one of those games where you you're just always going to have a story to tell about it you know kind of like I want to tell you about my level 15 dual class warlock paladin, you know, but, <laughs> but in this case, it's, I want to tell you about the chancellor who, you know, fell from grace because he lost control of the, of the longbows, you know, and I do not know. It's just, it's really, it, it, I was, I've, I've been surprised at how interested I was in it because, how good I have been, I uh, found it to be. It, it, it's funny because when this thing was um, still a glimmer in Cole Worley's eye, you know, he put out a, like, it was available to try, uh, like, a beta version on Tabletop Simulator, right? And he even put out, like, a print-and-play version. <laughs> this is like I'm about to condemn my own character. I printed out everything for the print-and-play version, right? I mean, so I had a stack, a, a ream of paper printed out with the, the, you know, the basic art. and And I could have tried this thing out in print-and-play form. But after I printed it out, then I... Realized I was going to have to cut stuff out, and that was too (laughs) far. So I'm clearly not a print and play gamer, but once you bring the fully realized production to me, I will be like, Yes, please, sign me up.
0: Let me tell you about my board game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How how many players does it say it supports? slash what do you think is the uh, optimal number
1: it says one to six i think i think the optimal is five personally i haven't played with five but three was fine you know three allowed for us to get the get the feel and, and have an enjoyable play but i really think five would just be a sweet spot six it just felt like there was just a little bit extra time that you know wasn't worth having the extra person necessarily. Mm. But yeah, one is like, and I haven't played one, but my brother, after we played three player twice, he played solo a few times and then he just sent me a note and he's like, that's eh, cool, but like there's nobody to share the stories with. And so that, for him, that made it lose a lot of the luster.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to picture me doing, um, the political phase of twilight imperium by myself and
1: <laughs> 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 yeah i mean for me. it does seem like a fail right there right yeah it has a it has a bot and he says the bot's perfectly competent or whatever you know but so this this game is way more money
0: than i expected it to be
1: yeah uh i think it's, i think it's 120 if you were purchasing it from leader games
0: that, that's a lot for a board game
1: yeah i mean i will say welcome to the brave new world yeah that's true no surprise i feel like i've already more than got my value out of it i mean i could never play it again and i would feel like i had it had been money well spent but i can honestly see that i will play it again you know yeah but yeah i'm really interested to play with you guys because of you know yes you are political silver-tongued snakes but you also are much more strategically analytical than I am, right? And like capable. And so I, 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 I'm sort of curious to see if like it would fall to dust in your hands because you would like see the matrix and be like, you know, would I need to do this, this, this? And I, I don't know. So that, that's part of what I'm interested in.
0: Josh, I don't, I don't know, know if you know this from the other side of the table, but seeing the Matrix when there's chaos on the other side is is not as easy as you think.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, okay. So you're saying that playing with me at the table is like when I play with my eight-year-old son at the table.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know that I would go to that extreme. Um, but certainly there's been times where I've scratched my head and wonder at, at what you've
1: done. <laughs> well there will be plenty of opportunities for that in this game i can guarantee (laughs) well hopefully
2: it restocks soon or well so i was gonna say i know that
1: you have an order uh, you have one on order for me right jay and is that what it uh, is? is that are we waiting for another printing of it i don't i think it's the first printing yeah i think trevor's right okay
0: According well, I, I mean, I'm kind of looking at uh, websites and stuff. But according to everything I've seen, the only people who have it so far are the Kickstarter backers. It people, yeah.
1: Well, it's, that that's, actual that's, release is my not brother has a Kickstarter copy. Okay, so the actual release is August. Oh, you're yes. right, because at, at the Leader Games site, what you can do is pre-order right now.
0: Correct. It, it says that it is its release date is August sixth.
1: Oh, and I do notice that if you if you require the um. Kickstarter items, Leader Games is selling them separately as deluxe components. So you need to tack another thirty dollars onto your price tag if you. Yeah, Interesting. I was gonna say the the Kickstarter and by need, you know, I mean that's what I mean. I do mean need. Yeah. <laughs> the Kickstarter version
0: seems to be selling on eBay for about one seventy. So uh, which blows my mind that you could actually pre order it for one twenty or whatever plus thirty. You know, it's a 150, but people are buying the Kickstarter version right now because they can't wait. It's got the extra hype, dude. The hype machine is
1: up. I am here to
0: tell you the extra three to four weeks. that The pre-order would take.
1: If any of our listeners want a better, a better pitch than I give, you know, since I failed my elevator pitch roll. (laughs) um, Shut up and sit down on YouTube has a great. It's about a uh, just shy of a 30 minute review of it. And uh Tom, the host that does that review, he really captures a lot of my feelings about it. Like, I agree with with basically 95% of what he says about the game.
0: I've watched some of their reviews not to ever want to play the game, but just because they do such an entertaining job. Yeah, of, yeah,
1: right. Of reviewing. It's like a Boy Scout skit met a, a board game review. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is not the description I would have thought of, but yes, that fits quite aptly. <laughs>
1: Anyway, right. so you know, any- after we get our Ti4 with expansion game done, you know, I feel like this is the next one we got to put on the calendar.
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean, that works for me. Uh, any any other closing thoughts with it? Uh,
1: my final thought is to beware the oracular pig.
2: <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> Always sage advice. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, if any of you have played this game on, from the Kickstarter, or if, or on Tabletop Simulator, etc., then, uh, let us, let us know.